All right, guys. We just discussed how there's not a lot of news this week. Yes. So we're going to say this is going to be like a Gen Z length podcast. Yes. Which, this might be our shortest podcast. It can't be. We've had shorter than this will probably end up I'm being. sure. Because the thing is, even when there's not a lot of news, we have we blab on a lot. We do. And we have a couple of emails. So we we're going to email my heart later. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great length, a perfect length. Everyone, buckle up. We're setting everyone up for like, oh, this is going to be the greatest podcast ever. Why should just be fine? I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> I said a great link. All right, guys, <laughs> get ready for the most mid-podcast you've ever heard. Welcome. Oh, Lord. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we are back again for another week. Another week that I feel like last week, ever since we did the podcast in which we listened to those Beyonce songs live before we recorded the podcast, it... Uh, has been nonstop a bit. We, sure. We got a very big announcement in my culture on Wednesday, and that song was released the following day. And I feel like these past couple of days, I've just been beginning to exhale, which is why it's nice that for some of us who work in offices, we have tomorrow off. Um, but I'm excited to breathe again. That's you know? good. You know, you were waiting to exhale for so long. I really was. And now we can begin to exhale, which is the sequel to waiting to exhale. <laughs> there was, unfortunately, no sequel. But... There should have been. At least there should have been a sequel to that motherfucking soundtrack, which every time that movie comes up, I will say, best soundtrack of all time, Waiting to Exhale. Uh, would you say it's better than the Bodyguard soundtrack? Well, the Bodyguard oh. is only like six Whitney tracks and then like some instrumental saxophone moments. So the highs are obviously the six great songs. Well, five. You know I don't like that dance song, The Queen of the Night I've never liked. Uh-oh. Uh, but as... Like there's like 16, 15 tracks on Waiting to Exhale, all of them written by Babyface, all of them performed by different R&B artists I love. Come on. Okay, it's guys. It's hard to be. This might be like a hot take here. I don't think that's hot. I mean, I love the Bodyguard soundtrack. Clearly, it's a classic, but Waiting to Exhale touches a soul. And even Why Does It Hurt So Bad? You know how I feel about that song. I know. I know how you feel about that song. So- I can't say I've ever listened to the soundtrack, but I mean, I watched the movie with you many years ago. You should listen to the soundtrack. It's truly excellent, thrilling. Some of the, like some of the best baby face writing there ever was. I want just the Angela Bassett monologue set to music. That to me would be the best soundtrack of all time. I don't know. Where she's in the closet screaming about her husband after he cheated on her, rips all of his clothes out and lights them, puts them in a car and lights the car on fire. I mean, that part of the movie is used in the music video for um, Knock on Cry by Mary J. Blige, if mm-hmm. that's what you're asking. Okay, well, what I want now is an opera made of the movie Waiting to Exhale and have, I want that moment of the score. Imagine what that would sound like. Remember when we said this was going to be short and we spent 10 and minutes. And we're now we're talking about the opera version of Waiting to Exhale. Guys, this is why we are here Two Gay Mats. It really is. Matt yeah. Steele, yes. how was your week? My week was very nice. I I don't know. I, I worked. I didn't have a car much because I'm getting mm. the lock replaced on my car because someone tried to break into my car and tried to like uh, they so they like just only damaged the lock they didn't damage anything else in my car so but of course the one car lock is damaged so I have to replace all the locks in my car I only have a two door car so like can't be much of a challenge. Right. It's actually much less expensive than I anticipated. You told me the number and I was like, all right, work. I know. I can now do I want to pay that? No. no. But is it less than what I thought I would be paying? Yes. So we, you know what? We take our wins where we can in this life. Um, so I didn't have a car for a bit. Um, and uh, what else did I do? I went to Pasadena to see uh, my friend Megan and her husband and uh, their little baby Leander, who is now nine months old. Mm. And my friend Lauren came, who has a three-month-old named Harrison. And while we were there, one of my best friends from New Jersey, Amanda, 
had a baby. Oh wow! <laughs> she like texted us and was just like, "I'm going in for a C-section," and like, oh, and then uh, like a couple minutes later, she was literally like, "Baby's here!" <laughs> and so she had a beautiful baby boy named Hugo. So wow. congratulations to Amanda. And so I was just like surrounded by babies as I was hearing about new babies in my life, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, "God, being a gay uncle is so exhausting. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work because you are single-handedly responsible for making sure all of those kids make it to Broadway." <laughs> And like, that's a lot of pressure. If anyone can do it, it is me. I don't know if that's the journey for every single child in your orbit that they must make it to Broadway. And I don't know that it's your responsibility to make sure they do. What else does a gay (laughs) uncle do? I think a gay uncle needs to connect with the children, make sure they're not homophobic, teach them about the divas, and also take out the mom and be like, you're still a person too, away from your child. Okay, yeah, but you teach them about the divas. What divas? Cheetah Rivera. Well, you can pick the divas. (laughs) You can pick the divas. But they don't have to become Cheetah Rivera is what I'm saying. Uh, Everyone should. I just don't want these little kids to have a lot of pressure on them. You know what I'm saying? But uh, pressure uh, makes you uh, strive for success. That's true. Look at Beyonce. Look at Beyonce. worked out for her. I am the gay Matthew Knowles, (laughs) and I have about 40 Beyonce's in the palm of my hand. You know. And just wait until I unleash that empire onto the world. Broadway is not ready. I don't know what if you're back on the dating apps or not, but I think if there was a subtitle for you as the gay Matthew Knowles, you'd get a lot of responses. Okay. Like, what does this mean? Tell me more. I wouldn't have to change my name something that's true yeah the Matthew would work I know so what did you do this week <laughs> this week uh, what did I do well Wednesday was uh, a great day for many reasons it was uh, Valentine's Day and so Jackson and I you know exchanged cards and things and then we went and got sushi at Sugarfish which I very much love And but it's like a place that you don't get reservations for and so we're mm. like oh my god we're gonna go are they ever gonna see us whatever whatever and we get there and they're like it's like 8.15 Valentine's night they're like alright yeah I'll be like 25-30 minutes I was like yes oh my god that is so short it for Sugarfish? So short. I was so thrilled. We just took, went a little walk around the block, came back, were seated immediately. I got not just the Trust Me, which I usually get, but I got the Trust Me Nozawa, which is $10 more and like two more sushi items. And I was like, so full, so happy. One of my favorite restaurants. Amazing. And then also, that was the day that Mariah and Ariana had announced that the Yes and Remix was coming and coming. Hearing Mariah Karen on a dance track, if you want to see my feelings about that, we have a whole reaction video up on uh, our YouTube channel at the very moment. And then I'm trying to think of what else I did this week. Uh, on Friday, oh, we went over to our friends Joe and Tim. They had a Lunar New Year party. And so that was very fun, very exciting. We came with like $40 in small bills of $1. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a lot of like different sort of gambling-esque parlor kind of games where like basically they had three die with six sides on it. And they all had different, um, you know, animals that like and, and like a gourd. And it's animals in a gourd. And so you had to be like, if I put a dollar on the gourd and one of the dies rolls gourd, I get double my money back. Okay. And I, as you've seen me in Vegas, I'm yeah. not the most... Um, I'm a bad gambler. I'm very much like, no, my $1 is gone. And like, it's the yeah. end of my life. It's not for you. It's Gambling not for is not me. For you. I, you posted that thing on Instagram of you just like slowly <laughs> counting the money. And like everyone else is just sitting there like watching, you know, cause they know like, oh, I'm just gambling away $2. But Matt Palmer's like looking at the everyone and just like, counting his money and he's just like okay what do I do and you see the panic on his face there's absolutely a panic but I had a lot of fun I only left down three dollars and because two of the um, envelopes I got from the money tree two of them were tens and I was like yes okay so whatever you're owed three dollars so you know what that means join www.patreon.com slash jugamats help him get his three dollars back yes please help me get my three dollars back it would mean everything to me yeah and then struggling over here I'm really struggling yeah how are you gonna get those Apple Vision Pros I know I'm I'm further and further away every day. Uh, and then on Saturday, we went actually to USC because Jackson's cousin goes there and is in a sketch comedy group. And so we saw a sketch comedy performance. It was them and also a uh, team from, I want to say, a Boston College. I forget the There's college. There's a trillion colleges I know, some in college Boston. in Boston. Boston. I remember visiting my, because I had a friend who went to Emerson and a friend who went to MIT. And I remember visiting them my freshman year of college. And we were just walking around Boston and they were just like, oh yeah, this is this college. This I, is that college. Emerson. Like, There's a trillion college. Oh, Emerson. <laughs> okay. Emerson. You know, my 
friend who just had the baby oh. went to Emerson. That's it. it. And Travis back. went to Emerson, my roommate. Oh, I love Travis. Look at this, the Emerson crowd right here. We should yes. be wearing, uh, what colors are they? I don't know. There's no way to know that. Um, <laughs> and so that was very fun. And then today I also was on gunkle duty. I went over to Jeff and Jean's. They're on the West Side and hung out with their two kids, Owen and Josie. They're just the cutest things in the world. We, you know, hung out, went to the park. And Owen is now at an age where, like, I feel like must be so nice for the parents where he, obviously he wants to play, he wants to interact, but he also can do what? Play by himself. Yes. And like really enjoy it. He's just a room away. We can hear that he's not broken anything. And while we talk and like, I just feel like being a parent in my head feels hard for so many ways, like in so many ways. But part of it is like your self image. Like, do you think of yourself? You're like a parent first, but for a few years, they're kind of a parent only. Like there's just only, only so many things you can do and feel like an adult that is your age and not like I am an authority figure for this young person I'm raising. Yeah. But guess what? You are a gay uncle always (laughs) until that kid has the Tony award in hand. You are, but you you see, you do your work, and then you go home. You know, it's like you're a part-time, No, but you always got to be planning. You think Matthew Knowles slept a wink when Beyonce was in school or whatever? Sweetie. Matthew Knowles was like, okay, what can I do today to help Beyonce? Unless it's my child, I promise I'm not thinking about your kid that much. No shade. I love all of your kids Listen, if we're friends. Josie and Owen, come to me. <laughs> I will teach you how to tap dance. It'll be great. I don't know if they need that. <laughs> Is that something they need? I, think I don't that's know. that's something everyone needs. It's true. Okay. Well, I guess we should jump into the uh, news for idiots okay. because I um, should talk about that. Okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, news is important. News is so we important. Are and there was kind of. Not a lot of news this week, but we're going to try to discuss a little bit of it. The first thing I wanted to talk about, I can't get up on my phone, so I'm going to have to remember it as much as I can. All right. Kelly Rowland. Okay. I was, have no idea what this story is. She was set to co-host the Today Show. Okay. Uh, I believe she is in a new Tyler Perry, I think, movie on Netflix. She is promoting that, and so she was going to promote. I think she was co-hosting with Hoda, I want to say. Okay. And so she is there, and apparently she gets to the dressing room. It is not up to snuff. J-Lo is a guest on the Today Show that week. Even though Kelly is, you know, the supposed co-host, J-Lo's dressing room is the much better dressing room of the options available. Okay. And so Kelly does what? Because Matthew Knowles taught her. Yeah, the the gunkle taught her. She gets up and leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly does not... Um, do any sort of co-hosting on the Today Show and this all gets out publicly. Rita Ora apparently was close by and was able to- Rita Ora is always close she by. She really, really is. Just in case someone backs out because of a dressing room issue. She's ready to jump on. Rita- She's like, she about to be, next time one of us is sick and we I can't know. do the podcast, Rita Ora is ready to become one of the two gay masks. Absolutely she is. And, and she'd be great. She, yeah, so she has, Rita has confirmed that she was asked to co-host uh, the Today Show last minute after Kelly Rowland waft walked off set. She says, well, this happened. Um, she showed it in a Friday slideshow of uh, photos and videos featuring her, her co-hosting alongside Hoda, Hoda Codby. Is that your name? Codby? Uh, we had two minutes to prepare. Ah, thank you, Hoda and Jenna, for asking me to co-host the show. Aura then graciously praised the Today Show staff, adding, everyone was so lovely and kind. I had so much fun doing it. Love to everyone who tuned in. Maybe we should do more? Um, and so they were all very happy uh, but except Kelly was not. She was initially supposed to guest co-host, but was just didn't feel like things were up to par. Okay. Well, first of all, Rita Ora, great job. Like that, I think that's wonderful that she's just like willing to jump in there Absolutely. and like help them out. Like that yes. is excellent. She's well trained for that. Had yes. the right gay uncle who yes. taught her well. Um, Kelly Rowland. Uh, what, what wasn't it already like established like what was in the contract or something like That's that? What was there I'm a wondering, writer? And- were, was the writer not mad? Like I, the thing is, I don't know enough of the information to know who's truly in the wrong. I know that I would also be pissed if I was supposed to co-host and then a guest got a better dressing room than me. Sure, but what I would. <sighs> The thing is, like, I I would just be so happy to be there. <laughs> like, I so like I can't put myself in like Kelly right. Rowland's position, but I'm trying to put myself in Kelly Rowland's position. Uh, and if she was promised these things, but yet I still also made the commitment to it, and also was trying to promote this right. thing that I was trying to promote. Right. Like, I would be like, okay, today is not okay. Tomorrow. I want more. Right. You know, I would either like a raise of some sort or like put me in the big dressing room tomorrow with like extra things. I don't know. Like if there's a way to. I think she was just supposed to co-host that one day. Oh, was it? Oh, for some reason in the story, I was thinking she was supposed to be there multiple days. I think it was just supposed to be that day. And oh, to me, okay. I, like, I can see it from both sides, but 
I am thinking about it like if I had been in the industry since 1998 uh-huh. and like my closest friend and confidant is Beyonce. Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like why I get treated this way. No one would ever treat Beyonce that way. Yeah. Like why would I go into the situation where I am being undervalued? Mm. And yes, you've made a commitment. You should absolutely, mm. you know, follow through on your commitments. But also, you know me. I will not be disrespected. Sure. <laughs> if there's a way for me to turn off completely, say something disrespectful to me, and I will, the wall will go up, the ice will go out, I would walk off that set. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I, I'm of two minds. I would like to know more information as far as like, were the requirements on the rider met? Yeah. And if they were that's, not, then that's, that's kind understandable. Of, that's understandable. You know. You know, that was the part of the agreement. Yeah. They're saying in the chat, Janie is the Rita Ora of the pod. <laughs> I mean, I think. Only in that J- Janie's willing to come and be a part of things whenever need be. I would never. And she's also beautiful. Of course beautiful, but I would never give Janie a worse situation than someone else. You know, like there would never be a J-Lo oh, in our situation. J- Janie's dressing room at the two-day match is the biggest. We are in bunkers yeah. <laughs> compared to her suite. I, I literally stay under the desk Absolutely. when we're not podcasting. Yes. But Janie has the whole apartment to herself. Yes. So yes. Rita, Rita Ora and that she's an incredible co-host and we're lucky to know her, yeah. but not in the way that she accepts something worse than she should. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go back. Back to Valentine's Day. Yes. Back to Wednesday. The day of love. The, the day, day of where love. it all happens. And Ariana and Mariah post on their Instagram. They do one of those like combination posts. Ariana has posted, I cannot believe the words I am typing. Yes, and remix featuring the one and only queen of my heart and lifelong inspiration Mariah carries out this Friday. There are truly no words that suffice. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for this dream come true and for sprinkling your brilliance and magic onto my little song. It means more to me than I could ever possibly articulate and I cannot wait for everyone to hear this I love you eternally she like referred to her as the inspiration of her life like the reverence the point of view that Ariana is speaking with I very much can relate to if mm-hmm. Mariah Carey collaborated with me on literally anything I'd be over the fucking moon if Mariah like looked in your direction hello you, what would the Instagram post say <laughs> it would be a monologue it'd be yeah. so fucking long and so of course it comes out Thursday night I'm with Matt Steele we react I'm over the moon about it everything's great everything's great I post and I'm seeing people in the discord who are visiting their Twitter pages, which like, by the way, no one go to Twitter ever. Twitter's especially when it's like, I'm excited about this thing. I wonder what people think of it. Never worry about that. And also don't check Twitter. It's going to ruin your day. It's going to ruin your day. Yes. Unfortunately, some Twitter opinions have found their way to me. And I just must say. If you have issues with the mixing of this song, that is fine. If you're saying they don't sound great together, I do think it is odd that Mariah is belting the whole time and Ariana didn't re-record her vocals to match Mariah's energy. But, you know, fine, whatever. Apparently, there might have been some mixing issues that are supposed to be fixed on the new version on Spotify. All of these things, fine. If you have these criticisms, that's okay. And, like, you know, I'm sad you can't enjoy it the way I enjoyed it. Uh, before you go on, I just want to say to the untrained ear who knows nothing, like, about mixing or whatever, it sounds fine to me. It sounded fine. <laughs> yeah. But to anyone who has said or made some allusion to Mariah not sounding good or being like, why is she being so loud? <laughs> like, <laughs> let me talk to all of you. You've clearly never heard a song from the 90s that is in the house style in the early 90s. They would have these giant vocalists that they were like, we don't even need you to be in the music video. We want you to sing your face off like it's a gospel record over this house music that Ariana is pulling from on the song. So of course Mariah's gonna go in like, yeah, I've done house mixes before. I'm going to be singing my face off because I'm in good voice and that's the whole thing of house music in the 90s. And I am Mariah Carey. And I'm Mariah fucking Carey. (laughs) So the argument, which is... just crazy to me like it was so much so that like when Mariah decided to sing softly come 97 come butterfly era it was just like oh why isn't she on her voice anymore like oh she just isn't singing like she used to I can't believe this I'm so upset that she's whisper singing this whole song and then she gets the song in the mail from Ariana Grande in which Ari's whisper singing the whole time which is the new style which who started that and Mariah decides to belt on it and say why is she so loud oh my god this doesn't sound the way the original does it's like of course it fucking doesn't and like it just goes to show there's nothing a person can do a woman especially can do to make all of you people happy 
If she decides to belt, it's too loud. If she decides to whisper, it's too soft. Her voice is so severely damaged. X, Y, Z. It's like, fuck you. She has been singing at the top of her range for all of her life. She has come in on this girl who, again, was introduced to the world as the new Mariah Carey. They've made peace. She's come and really put her heart and soul into this record. And you're going to talk shit about her vocals? Wrong. You're all wrong and you should feel stupid. You should look in the mirror and say, I don't know anything. Because Mariah's vocal has been a topic of conversation for as long as she's been alive. And people always have something negative to say. Like, I, we have a lovely new lamb in the Discord who was like, I wish I could have gone back to 1996. Everyone loved her back then, X, Y, Z. And let me tell you, no, they didn't. People always had something rude to say about her vocally, about the way she dressed, about the way she looked. I recently saw a picture of her in 1998 where she's like as thin as a fucking rail in the comments like, oh, look at the thunder thighs on Mariah. It's just like, it's just like being a woman in this industry at any time, but especially in the 90s when Mariah came up was fucking dreadful. So all you Gen Z kids who don't know shit, shut the fuck up because you don't know what she's been through, how she got here and the effort and um, how amazing she fucking sounds today and the decision she made and why she made it. Okay? Leave Mariah alone. God. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Two Game Match. We've had a great podcast. We said this is going to be the shortest podcast ever. I just I mean, can't. that was breathtaking. I just can't take it. Like, I, the, And the thing is, this is why I don't generally look at our comments. Sure. I would even argue on most videos, Matt Steele is more likely to hop in and be like, actually, you're wrong and you're an idiot because. Yes, because when the thing is, like, I don't care if we get a negative comment. I truly don't give a fuck. <laughs> but if someone is like factually incorrect or, or, or tries to say that we said something in the video that we actually actively didn't, I will be like, no, 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 I will correct you yes. here with this information. Yes. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, the thing is, guys, she, like, it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. She is Mariah Carey. <laughs> right. She knows what she is doing far more than you ever Hello. will. Like, Hello. She, she knows more about music than 99.9999999999% of anyone watching any content on YouTube knows about music. Absolutely. Okay? Like, she knows what she is doing. If she is like, this sounds good. Right. Then it's like, yeah, well, yes. Yes, like, well, like this yes. was the intention. And she sounds great. She sounds she objectively great Absolutely. on the remix. Right. Because she's Mariah Carey. Hello. She knows what she's doing. If she sounded bad, she would not have put it out. Right. You this, know? I just, I'm excited for her new music. I'm excited to hear what that's going to sound just like. just the new ad libs on it. It's just like impeccable. She's a musician with her vocal cords. Absolutely, she is. Like, she is excellent. Matt Palmer, how are you feeling? I'm feeling fine. You got I out just, what you I had to get, to get it off my chest because I was reading those comments in our in our comments and just throughout I'm the ether that have come to me and it just made me a little sick. And I'm glad that we can all share in this moment together of me letting it out. I'm letting it go. I promise not to bring this up again uh -huh. about this song. <laughs> But if it comes up again, it might come up again, but not about Yes And Remix. Like it, don't like it, think it's cut and paste, whatever. Do not come from Mariah's vocal performance. Period. Yeah. Okay. Okay, then. What's the next news topic? Speaking of iconic vocal performance performers, Selena Gomez has announced a new single, Love On. Love On. It comes out on September, or September, uh, February 22nd. Great. Okay, great. We love that. We Selena love Gomez that. She looks like she's at like an, um, you know, some sort of Airbnb yeah. or like an all-inclusive hotel. Right by the ocean. Yeah. Uh, she said that this might be her last album. I heard that. So was this like the first single off of I think the... Single Soon was the first single. Was it? Oh, I thought that the people in the comments of that video when we reviewed it were just like, this isn't a real single. This isn't a real thing. And it was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a real, I thought it was a real single. Okay. I was confused by it, but I think it's really happening. There's also rumors that uh, Olivia Rodrigo is going to be putting out her deluxe of Guts very soon. Oh, I'm ready for that. I'm very ready for that. And the rumor is that the first single from the deluxe edition might come out next week. Oh. I, again, this is, none of this is based in fact, but there's things I've heard since, again, I've been in the ether taking a lot of opinions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that is something coming around. I okay. would be excited to see that. So is that going to be like the official second single off of Guts since it seems like we haven't had an official second I single guess. off of Guts? The fact <laughs> that Get Him Back was not Wild. an official single Wild. and not the smash hit that it objectively is, yes. is just devastating. It's shocking. Because and, that is a song. And in re-listening to Guts today, I was like, this is an incredible record. Like, I'm yeah. excited we're getting a deluxe edition and these bonus tracks that used to just be scattered on different vinyl editions. But th there was an album era in this album as it was. Completely. And why her team didn't 
I don't know. Pick a second single and stick to it. Pick it, a third single and stick to especially it. Especially because there was a great music video for Get Him Back. There was. And like there was a, an Apple tie-in for that video. Yeah, it I was just a commercial. Was, it, was like, it was like a commercial music video, which like rarely goes well. Right. And this was great. Which is like, I just don't get why. I don't know. understand why this happened. I'm glad the music is so good. She still excites me. I love her to no end. Yeah. I wish the era had gone differently. I don't wish the, the Guts album had gone differently because it's excellent. Yeah. And I'm excited for the deluxe. All right. All right. Excited for that. Uh, did you see that someone who was t- called a teacher in a headline lost their job, their teaching job over an OnlyFans account? <laughs> yes, I saw it on Twitter. And then you click the and link because you're like, link. what are you talking about? And the Tucson teacher is Rachel Dolezal. Like, because people on Twitter were just like, I know we just said don't go on Twitter, but right. but like people on Twitter were like just like posted this story with like no picture. Yes. And they were like, guys, click the link and see who it is. <laughs> You, it is worth it. And, and it was. Worth it, it was. I mean, I didn't know that Rachel had an OnlyFans. And to me, it's like, I'm of several minds about this. Because it's like, okay, you should be able to have, you know, sex workers work. Um, but it's like, I, I, I would hope that you had a pseudonym where people couldn't find you. Because it's like, you don't need your students well, like, finding your OnlyFans. You're Rachel Dolezal. Like, you were a, you were like a, a, a pop Cultured, you're a public figure. You're a, pu- a public figure in a very weird way. Very weird very, way. I mean, that was such a moment of that time. Really the was. Rachel Dole's all of it. Also, like if you're gonna have an OnlyFans, you you have to know like people will know I'm Rachel Dole. Exactly. Like people are uh, subscribing because I'm Rachel Dole. Right. Like, and it's the the, the novelty of it all. I guess <laughs> you know. So. I, I don't know. Rachel? Is that what her argument she was? Trying was? To say she, she was, was trans Rachel. But the, no, hmm. she wasn't even like talking about it. Oh, she just was lying and saying she, she was, was black. She was living like oh. as a black woman. And she famously, when she was being interviewed on the news, they were just like, so like, are you black? And she was just like, I... I, I don't I don't understand the question. <laughs> it's been so long that I've truly forgotten the details. When but was it that, was weird. Maybe it definitely was. The yeah. discourse surrounding that was just. It I was, was just like, "Ooh, I'm shocking. tired." It was shocking. <laughs> um, well, speaking of podcasting duos like the two of us, the kid Marrow has apparently started a new podcast without Jesus and has discussed what happened as far as the breakup of Jesus and Marrow. These are two podcasters turned TV stars. They had a show on Vice. And and I think they ended up having a show on Showtime that ended or got canceled. And then their podcast like disappeared very strangely and they're no longer working together, which is always like, what happened there? Yeah. And so this is the first that I believe either of them has like publicly in a long form way addressed it. Meryl has said, it's the biz- it's the business. There's no friends in the business. You know what I'm saying? We was in a situation where I got four kids, two mortgages. You know where I live, Joe. The taxes are crazy. I got real life situations going on. So I'm like, yo, if we get an offer for draft from DraftKings for 1.5 million before they got logos on the NBA court and you're like, nah, bro, this ain't it. And I'm like, nah, fam, I'm gambling illegally right now. This shit is legal in Jersey. I just moved here. This is going places, bro. We need to do this. And they're like, nah, I'm like, fuck out of here. To me, that's the beginning of like, all right, this shit is corroding. We're on different wavelengths. It seems like Meryl also wanted more ownership, making Jesus uh, and Meryl into a production company, XYZ. And then after all of this came out, of course, Jesus retweeted all of it and basically said, this is all I. And like, as much as we always are talking about like, you know, if Bobby and Tan on Queer Eye are feuding or if, you know, everyone on The View hates each other. Straight guy beef's pretty good too. (laughs) Right? Well, because they take it very serious. And and they are very hurt. They're very hurt. And like, I feel like the masculinity trappings of being a man are like, oh, I can't fully express the way I feel because that comes off as gay or something. But I'm like, there's as much drama going on in your circles as there are in ours. They also try to like, so to sort of make up for that, they sort of like try to one up each other with like insults or something like that. Um, I don't understand much about this story <laughs> other than that, like two podcasters yes. are feuding. Yes. Their podcasts have disappeared. Yes. Um, will that ever happen to us? I don't believe so. Okay. I think we work well together and we both are like of the same mind of what we want for yeah. two gay mats. Okay. In a way that these, and I don't imagine one of us is going to like, Turn down a one point five million dollar deal no, at any point. No, we're both pretty much like I yeah. I don't care how small my dressing room is. 
I will not turn. I won't turn down a ten thousand dollar deal. Hey, <laughs> I mean, depends on the deal. Unless we, if it's know. like promote Rachel Dolezal's OnlyFans, I'd be like, I'd be like pass. <laughs> well, I mean, one day if we're like ever as big as them, then maybe I'd be like, ooh, can we bump it up to twenty? And this is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like at this very moment, I'll accept the Today Show dressing room. Oh my God. JLo can get the bigger I one. I don't need a dressing room. I will sit there in the chair at the the desk. They can do my makeup there. I don't need to relax in a dressing room. Do you think you'll feel that same way twenty years from now after you've been in the biz being successful twenty years? Knowing me a little bit. I, let me tell you all, I will not. I would, I would see, I would rather get a higher paycheck and a worse like accommodation, like dressing room or whatever, mm. than have like the real nice dressing room or whatever. I'd be like, I'd be like, ah, put it in my paycheck. I mean, if I don't know why I have to pick one or the other. I mean, and, sure. You know, I would like I'd like both. Why sure. not both? So sure. yes, as of now, I'll eat scraps, but not forever. Not forever. <laughs> not darling. forever, baby. Yeah. Um, this was the weirdest story, and I just need to discuss it. I don't know if you don't watch The Housewives of Miami, which, by the way, this I'm. Is, this behind. is weirder than the Rachel Dolls all. Oh, <laughs> it's, it has story. more twists and turns. Okay, that was pretty much like she was on OnlyFans and got fired. Okay, this is like. Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen. If you don't watch Housewives of Miami, uh, Larsa Pippen is the ex-wife of Scottie Pippen and was dating Michael Jordan's son, um, Marcus Jordan. And they were both on The Traders recently. If people are watching The Traders, that's where you would know them from. On Valentine's Day, they confirmed their breakup to People magazine. They unfollowed each other. Larsa took to Instagram stories to be like, should your friends unfollow your ex-boyfriend? Like, and put a poll up. And like, um, Marcus, who, like, his dad very famously did not like that he was dating Larsa, like, spent Valentine's Day with his dad, and he posted okay. about it. It was like, MJ2 is back, whatever, whatever. And then, maybe 12 hours later, they were seen out in public together, buying each other flowers, immediately back together, refollowed. And it's like, are you guys so desperate for attention that this was fake? Or did you actually break up and it only lasted for 12 hours? And if you break up for less than 12 hours, do you need to be confirming it to people? It seems like you shouldn't have because now you're back together and you wasted all of our time. Because there's nothing to confirm. You just basically confirmed we got into a fight. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So someone reached out to people or some someone, people may have reached out to them and they were like, yeah, we broke up. And it's like, you need to give it, give the breakup a while to settle because people go back and forth. Yeah. But why? Well, you know, it's Valentine's Day. Emotions are running high. It's true. The Traders is in full swing, oh. which like that last episode, bullshit. <laughs> you're so mad. Okay. Spoiler alert for the Traders. If you're not caught up on Traders US, we're going to spoil it a bit. I see. I understand why you're upset, mm -hmm. but like they have to fulfill a certain episode order. Like to me, Maybe you're going to say that's the flaw of the game, which sure it is. But of course that they were going to need to like recruit another trader after two traders. On episode nine. The show's not over yet. They have to fill out what? 13 episodes? Ridiculous. It's just, it's just everyone like the entire show is just setting up for a trader to win. And that trader that's going to win is, I mean, I, I would assume is going to be Kate. Oh, I don't know. Oh, come on. I because Phaedra, I, I'd be very shocked if they don't banish Phaedra. I don't Wow. Very, I'd be shocked I if they don't, don't because they were very close to banishing. They Phaedra. were, and and so then Kate like is going to be the one left over because they don't expect there to be like, I don't, they don't expect Kate to be an, a a traitor because like she wasn't a traitor for nine tenths of the game. <laughs> sure, but I feel like there's some heat around Peter, the outside people who don't like uh, that Peter has gotten this like faithful, the most faithful group together. I feel like he could get banished. I absolutely think there is a world in which Phaedra still wins. Whatever. I do. Team Trishel. Oh, fuck Trishel. Trishel's great on Traders. Trishel, I think she's doing is, a good job. It's hard because Trishel is right. <laughs> yes. This time she's right. She wasn't right about Peppermint, and I have not forgotten that. Well, no one's right the first week. I know. The but first she's, episode, she no certainly is right. very actively going against the black girls. I it may, And she's right about Phaedra. Okay, one of those it, black girls? It still doesn't look great. <laughs> And just like Trishel has been causing trouble since that hot tub in Vegas. And it's like, you better leave Phaedra alone. Every Listen. time that someone comes for Phaedra, even though I know she is a traitor, I'm like, you shut up. Listen, Peter. That, that was the hot tub of destiny because Trishel no. has been making great TV ever since. I, I don't know. Listen, I'm rooting for Trishel for this season of Traders because the game is broken. <laughs> I, the thing is, Trishel is making herself too much of a target, I think. Oh, sure. I feel like... The the faithful that I if the faithful wins I want it to be Sandra I think Sandra oh, sure. is playing well, Sandra's the best great. game yeah. outside of Phaedra and I think she would have earned it I think Peter is so fucking annoying if he wins I'll be furious 
if Trishel wins, I'll be annoyed, but like, ugh, fine. You were right about Phaedra. Peter has like solid instincts about people, but he's not seeing the forest for the trees. No. Like he like he's very much just like the goal is just to get out the traitors. And it's like, well, no, the goal is to like last the longest. Right. The like, goal is and to, to win build alliances, you know. And if Peter had like done the fucking cool thing and accepted the invite to the recruitment to be a traitor, then that would have like made the game, the show, so much more interesting. Mm. And he was just like, no, I'm a faithful to the end. I have to win the right way. It's like, bitch, this is a show about winning the money, not about being a faithful. It's called traitors. It's not called faithful. But you know, I'm I'm happy that like Kate's gonna get some money. Be- I am too because like Kate single handedly saved season one. I feel <laughs> <laughs> like Kate Kate was the reason why I was like, okay, this is I enjoy this. Yes, and, it, and it's good, and I I'm excited still, and I realize that it's late in the game to be adding new traders. Yes, it is, but it still will be fun to watch. I think sure, it's cute to watch. It's cute to watch. I think the the reminder. I think Parvati said this in an interview after the show or something, but she's like the thing about traders versus a survivor or versus Big Brother. Traders is a television show first. Sure. Like if the game comes second. But I also have heard that the game is played so incredibly on like, I think I want to say Australia season two or something. Mm. So I'm kind of interested in going to some of the international trader seasons and to see how that's played. Because right now I'm having a great time, Mm. even though I hear the complaints from like the competitive reality TV people. But I'm enjoying myself. And I won't enjoy myself anymore if y'all banish Phaedra. So justice for Phaedra. <laughs> okay, but you'll only have like one episode without Phaedra. I can't take the one episode. <laughs> I can't take the we one episode. You can't have a finale without Phaedra. I really can't. Um, okay. Speaking of all of this, um, I guess the only other thing, your friend... Julie Chen Moonves. Yes. Her husband has been fined. Did you see this? No. He was fined $11,250 for inducing an LAPD captain to misuse his position. Friday evening, when you release all the important news, the Los Angeles City Ethics Commission released documents saying that Moonves got involved about one of his sexual assault cases from a captain in the Hollywood division named Corey Palka. Palka is now retired from the LAPD. Um, let's see. James's office released a text from Polka after Les Moonves resigned in the face of the accusations in 2018. I am deeply sorry this happened. I will always stand with by and pledge my allegiance to you. Apparently, the Ethics Commission said that uh, they were beyond outrage and that this is a stunning example of what some refer to as old-time cronyism. Cronyism? I don't know what that cronyism? is. Cronyism? Cronyism. Oh, cronyism. <laughs> uh, and that goes to the heart of corruption. I just wonder about your friend, Julie Chen Moonves. Okay. She leaving him ever? Girl, I don't know. I don't. I can't speak on that. I feel like I didn't fully understand this story. As it seems like he was, he paid um a, a guy to like what get information. I or? think he just like was interfering in an investigation against him, and he had okay. people on the police force, like a police chief, in okay. his back pocket. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So okay, yeah, I just that, that is wrong. <laughs> Julie Chin Moonves always likes to say she's Julie Chin Moonves. She has her you know her podcast where she says she's you know very Christian now and views that big brother from a Christian lens, but she's still married to this corrupt person. How does that make you feel about her? Girl, I, I, I'm not her. <laughs> How do you feel about her? I don't know her. Your feelings about her have not changed. Uh, I, no. Mine my, have. I, my feelings of her are just like, that is her husband. It is her life. I hope she divorces and I, her. And I know neither of them. I know her to be wrong in this case. <laughs> I know her I mean, to be wrong. I mean, She's less has hurt Janet Jackson, and now he's hurt democracy. I mean, the, the thing is, like, he is her husband. Uh-huh. So, like, she's, like, if she believes her husband, like, she, I can't stop her from believing her husband. Yeah, but this looks like, oh, there's a lot of evidence against that. I mean, sure, yeah, especially this right here. Right. But I don't know if she believes him. Like, I, 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 if I had her phone number, I'd call her and I'd be like, girl, what's going on? <laughs> But I don't. I'm sorry. Well, between now and next week, I hope you get her phone number. You can give her a call. If I got Julie Chen Moonves' <laughs> phone number. That would be amazing. So, yeah. Uh, lastly, someone has mentioned, like, you better talk about J-Lo because I did forget. Uh, J-Lo's movie, her musical film, was released. This is me now, a love story. Initially debuted with 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That has gone down to 79% with 34 reviews. Uh, apparently, it is, you know... Um, Strange and often stunning, Lopez showcases all else how tough it is to express oneself personally after more than 30 years in the public eye, resulting in a just shy of feature-length film that offers much to admire, even if it's not fully successful. Absurd, chaotic, indefinable mess. I loved it. And, you know, I'm going to watch it. I really am. My concern is, at this point, solely the music. Okay. Like, 
Well, what, what kind of reviews is the album getting? Do you know? Uh, I don't know that anyone's reviewed the album of note that I've seen at least, okay. but the streams are low. The okay. streams are low. Is and it like the streams are low because the streams for the movie are high and people mm-hmm. are choosing to watch the movie? No. Okay. Well, it wasn't really that publicized. It wasn't that publicized, you know, like, which I, is just shocking because it seems like a lot of money was spent on it. Yes, you know. Well, yes, but she, she was the one spending the money. True. I like guess. she, yeah, she she foot the bill. She said this is a twenty million dollar gamble. I mean, the, tra- the trailer was wild. The trailer so, was like, wild, and everyone is saying like it's crazy. It's a blast. So <laughs> I, to me, that sounds like a success. I just, I don't know. I feel like I, I'm sure it'll be fun. I will watch it. I want to see the cinematography. I bet it's you know. Overwhelming. I bet it's an overwhelming cinematic at your house experience. Okay. But if I were her, would I not initially make sure the music is excellent before doing that? Like making a huge cinematic masterpiece, which we'll give it master. I'm going to give it masterpiece right now because I haven't seen it. Uh, around music that is not up to par, it doesn't feel like the best investment to me. All I've heard is the "Can't Get Enough" and like the remix of Plato, and that song is very there. Um, but I don't know. I think the music is my only concern. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but uh, it's out now. Do you think it seems like she was just like I have this like idea for like a movie first, and then yeah, there'll just be music. Yes. Instead of just like oh, I have these great songs. Right. Ooh, it's building into something. I feel like there should be a visual element to it. Yes, okay. that's what I think. Okay. Which, you know, I, I admire her ambition and the fact that she's betting on herself and like an entertainer at this stage of their life. Of sure. course, it's not easy to make a big splash, but I, I love visuals as much as the next gay because, you know, I, like, you know, I've been screaming about Beyonce visuals since the dawn of time. Yeah. But we have to put the music first. Sure. If at the end of the day, this is a musical film, musical is the first word, sure. you know? So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, guys. We'll see. Is is Jennifer Lopez the next Martin Scorsese? We'll be the ones deciding. I mean, I can jump to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably tell you no, but you never know. You never know. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to tell people? I don't think so. Okay, think guys. We're, we're going to take a quick break and then be back with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. All right, guys, we're back. It's true. And before we get started, we need a commercial. Oh, yes. Guys, if you are watching or listening to the podcast, thank you so very much. It would mean so much to us if you we, if you went to your Spotify or your Apple podcast, found Two Gay Mats, and gave us a five-star rating or review. We do only accept five stars, as you know. It just helps the algorithm find us, reach uh, so that this podcast can reach more people. That's what we want. We just want more people to enjoy Two Gay Mats, the whole podcast situation, the videos on YouTube, all of it and your rating would help so much towards that and if you really love us make sure to become a patron go to patreon.com slash two gay mats and for as little as five dollars a month you can become a member of our patreon where you get extra bonus content and um, for ten dollars if you are a ten dollar plus patron we actually are having a chapel roan listening party we're gonna be listening to her album the rise and fall of a midwest princess which i think is the first time i ever remember the name of that album on this thursday night at 7 p.m pacific time it'll be so fun with the ten dollar plus patron uh, to listen to that all together um, and it'll be available for you as much as you know a lot of additional content that's just waiting you can yeah. join the discord meet a bunch of friends you haven't met yet it's just a great place to be yeah the live listening parties for like albums that we already know are very fun yeah because we know like we don't have to worry like no. is this song gonna be bad it's just like no uh this album's great yeah so so it's always very fun so thank you for the commercial of course thank you for those wise words and the promotion. very wise but right now guys we are on to email my heart this is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gay mats at gmail.com two is spelled t-w-o oh beautiful thank you so much do i sound like mariah in the yes and remix or was that too soft it was a little soft you sound like ari in the yes and remix and original okay i don't think i was that soft But okay. Anyway, so uh, this email comes to us from Durga. Durga's subject line is "Sad, beautiful, tragic movies." I couldn't resist. Mm. Dear Matts, I was already planning on sending this email before listening to last week's podcast episode, but Matt Palmer's giving me moments segment about past lives was perfectly timed because I'm interested in your guys' favorite, well-written, sad movies about love and family relationships. Some of my faves are Past Lives, After Sun, La La Land. I've also seen and loved Five Hundred Days of Summer and Call Me By your name so i'd love any recommendations for movies especially any lesser known ones in that vein intimate reflective and ones that stick with you for a long time take care durga matt palmer you have anything to say no 
Okay. I hope you find the movies you're looking for, Durga. And yes. I love you very much. All those are great options yes. that you listed. Um, but I just have a few more that I would that just sort of like came to top of mind that they're not all exactly like past lives in the sort of like poetic like way, but but they're like smaller, more intimate, slightly sad and tragic okay. films. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Ordinary People, Best Picture winner of 1980. It's about you would love Ordinary People, Matt Palmer. Watch it's, it. It, it has therapy. It's therapy. <laughs> it's um, it's about a, a family that recently suffered the loss of one of their children. Mm. Uh, and they're sort of like just like sort of getting through it. It's uh, Timothy Hutton uh, is in it. He won the Oscar. He's the youngest Oscar winning male actor ever oh, uh, wow. for Best Supporting Actor. Mary Tyler Moore stars in it. She is unbelievable. Donald Sutherland as well also gives truly like one of my favorite leading actor performances of all time. He's great. Judd Hirsch is also in it. He's amazing. It's beautiful, intimate, directed by Robert Redford. It's a really, really great film. That was around that time like those sort of like small intimate family movies like were very big. Like mm. The late 70s, early 80s, like Kramer versus Kramer won uh, Best Picture the year before. Uh, and that's Meryl Streep, Dustin Hoffman, basically like a, a custody battle court drama. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want like a, a, a smaller romantic film, not necessarily tragic, I guess like there's a little tragedy in it, but it's a little more lighthearted than like a past lives. Yeah. Uh, Richard Linklater's before trilogy. So like before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight. Um, if you want a little more tragic, uh, <laughs> oh, God. You, um, I really enjoyed mass that came out in 2021 um, with the uh, four actors, the two sets of parents meeting together in a church to discuss mm. a shooting at um, uh, that happened at a school school um just for well there's a few more actors that pop in and out and everything but mainly it's just the four of them if you want something real small and intimate it's really excellent one of my favorite movies of all time that's a little bigger uh it's not like suit the most intimate while still having being like that family drama the joy luck club from 1993 Mm. excellent excellent cast it has that poeticism of like a past live situation i love the joy luck club so much i was thinking about the 2020 oscar year and that was very much because it was the pandemic the year of like small intimate i bet tragic movies yes not super like tragic tragic but like small intimate like sweet movies mm. so things like Nomadland Minari The Father stuff like that I think those movies you would like um, In America from 2003 is also a great choice Woody Allen's Interiors if you want like a, a very 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 intimate family drama um, Awakenings by Penny Marshall who's one of my favorite directors um, this movie isn't necessarily like tragic but it is it has like sad parts and it's just to me one of the greatest films greatest ensembles that will ever be assembled and that is Steel Magnolias if you have not seen it already it's mm. a little more funny than tragic That's great. Oh, <laughs> but it is it is a film and it is performances uh if you want i was also thinking like you know movies with small casts a lot of movies in like the 60s that were based on like plays like stage shows where there's just like four characters um those were very big around like the 60s era and i think of like who's afraid of virginia wolf it is tragic it is sad it's a lot more volatile mm. than like a, a past lives, what you're looking for. Um, but still I would put it in the mix just because it is about family. It is smaller, more intimate, but it is a, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot yeah. of yelling. <laughs> and uh, so, so, you know, give that a look, any of those, check them out. If any of them strike your fancy, go for it. And I think we probably both have talked about this film cause it came out recently, but mm. all of us strangers isn't like a oh world away God. from this. How did I not think of it? That's and one of my favorite movies of the year. An excellent film that definitely sticks with you. It's stuck yeah. with me. So that's another one that I would recommend. Uh, Paul Mescal and uh, Andrew Scott do a great job. Thank you for throwing that in. There. Yes, of course. Thank you for throwing, Cause you know, sometimes I forget. Can't think of everything. I know. You just can. What's the next email? The next email is from Steven. Uh, Stevie says, bad boyfriend. Hi, guys. I have to say for the past four years, I've definitely been the provider in my relationship and had a great job. Three months ago, I got laid off due to a company budget cut and things have been really hectic. Luckily, I found a new job last week and things are looking up. Congratulations. That's great. The only thing is Valentine's Day is tomorrow and I had to tell my boyfriend I just can't give him anything monetary this year because it's not a necessity. I was actually surprised at how upset he got. Mind you, I pay both our car notes, rent, and his little sister's tuition every year for her middle school and have been doing this even when I was laid off. His defense is how can I afford bills and not one night of fun for us, which I think is outrageous. Is it my fault for making him accustomed to these things? Do you think I should at least do a little something for him? Thanks, guys. Stevie. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> Look, I read this email and I think I was like walking to the gym and my mouth was agape. Like, okay, if this was the agreement when you got together, like, and again, this is no shade, this is no judgment, but if it is supposed to be a sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship, I understand that maybe this is what it was. But he even in that situation should understand, oh, things have changed. Like, I've not had a job for a couple of months and I'm just getting back on my feet. Let's not do anything and splurge anything to make sure that we can still pay all of those bills that you are paying. But... If this is not the situation, if it is not supposed to be a sugar daddy, sugar baby situation and not one that you're agreeing to, I think the dynamics of this relationship are incredibly unbalanced and strange. And honestly, I, I, I think it's it's not safe for either of you because what happens, you know, I hope this doesn't happen. I hope that you guys are together forever. But if you're not. Like, he then, like, can he pay his rent? Mm -hmm. Can his little sister go to school? Like, can he, you know, pay his car note? Like, he's putting himself in such a vulnerable situation. You guys aren't even married, and I would not advise a married couple to live this way. I feel like maybe I am, you know, always a disaster person, but I'm like, I want to be able to pay my own bills no matter what my relationship is saying. Mm -hmm. And if I were you, I would also second guess, especially based on his reaction, like, do you love me because of me? Or do you love me because of what I can provide for you? Because the moment that I'm saying, hey, we're just going to stay in on Valentine's Day, you have a freak out. It just is like, it is unbalanced. I think he is actually in a more vulnerable and precarious situation. And it's healthy for him to get on his feet and to mm-hmm. live as an independent person, even if you guys are in a relationship, because there's no guarantee that this relationship's gonna last forever and he's going to have to provide for himself forever either way. Yeah. You know? You're both adults. Yes. And you have been insanely, insanely generous. I mean, yes. like paying for his little sister's uh, education like that is so incredibly generous and it, and it shows how committed you are to like like his family is your family yes. you know like that that shows how dedicated you are to it but like if you can no longer provide that like then you can't I mean I mean you you did congratulations you got a, a new job which like, is that's great. wonderful that is great um, and so if you are able to get back in that position to you know help his sister out and all that stuff I think like if you are ever back in the situation if you know you'd make amends and work things out and you are back in a situation where you are are in the same place you were monetarily I I kind of would suggest like hey even though things are back to normal like I I need I can't do everything that I was doing for you just because of, of how you freaked out the first time I need you to also take personal responsibility for yourself in case this happens again and right. also because it's better for you like yes. as a person yes. you can't spend your entire life dependent on someone else especially when that person is someone you love right uh, and who has already given you so much bent over backwards for you so i uh, yeah i I would have some talks. Absolutely. Because I completely agree with you. Because even though you have this great job, if you, things get back to normal monetarily, you should have a talk about like, we need to figure out finances and you need to handle your parts of things. Mm-hmm. Even if like the rent is not split evenly, because I assume you guys live together. Mm-hmm. I pray you live together. Don't be paying his rent and you're living in an apartment. But whatever. Yeah. If you live together, maybe you pay more of that rent. Sure. If you but make more, like you He has out. to pay his percentage too. I personally think he should be paying his own his own fucking car note. The car thing, yeah. He should be like paying for his life, like it. And I think the gift of you know, his little sister's education, mm-hmm. you've already committed to that. Yes, it's like the little sister shouldn't be negatively affected by this decision, but he certainly has yes. to learn how to provide for himself and not be so reliant on you and reliant and also like feeling entitled to it because like yeah. not this whole situation, in my opinion, should never have been like this, and it's not too late to right the ship. But this is not tenable. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah, I would say the, the sister's education is the most pressing yes. issue because you you don't want to let a, a child down. Sure. You know, especially since you care about her so much enough to to do this. Um, and, you know, changing schools is, is very difficult, you know. But, but the thing is, like, at the end of the day, if you can't, then you can't. And you can't. Yeah. Because at the you end know? of the day, and no one likes to hear this, you have to be your number one priority. Mm. And, like, of course you want to be generous, but this person's an adult. The person you're in a relationship with is an adult and it will be good for him and good for you and good for your relationship if he chips in as much as he can on rent and if he pays for his own things because then your relationship can just be about your relationship yeah, not and, about the monetary like requirements. I don't know. And you know, maybe like he pulls his weight in some sort of other way. Uh, I don't know. But like if like 
sort of establish like, okay, how are you pulling your weight, boyfriend? I don't right. know his name. <laughs> like, how are you pulling your weight right. to warrant everything that I am doing for you? You know? Um, I mean, I, I truly cannot think of an answer that would be valid. I mean, you sure. know what I mean? Like, maybe sure. I'm wrong, but I cannot think of, like, yeah, I take out the trash or, like, I keep the house <laughs> clean. Like, like, y'all aren't married and have not been, like, okay, we're going to be a one-income household. Or it's X, not like you have, like, a kid together and, like, no. he takes care of the kids There are situations day, like, where that's the agreement, but there's no unmarried situation where that should be like that, in sure. my opinion. Um, so, yes, those, those are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to judge him or you. I just want everyone to be safe and not put themselves in a vulnerable spot. And your bro- your brother, your boyfriend has put himself in a very vulnerable spot. And now you, I think, can help course correct. Because he's going to feel better about himself as much as he probably throw a fit when you first tell him this. Mm-hmm. He's going to feel better about himself once he starts doing it. And the relationship will be clearer and money. And, like, there will be fewer strings attached to it. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So. Woo! Have a discussion. That is uh, not a situation I could be in. I, I know. You know what I mean? Even like in the boyfriend situation, like I, I, I have a hard time like people like being overly generous to me. Like I'm just like, I don't deserve this. It's <laughs> like, just I don't. like, um, and it's like, I would, I just, you know, I didn't, the idea of like asking my parents for money when I was just out of college and like struggling was tough. Mm-hmm. So the idea, and like I, not to, you know, too, I don't know that I ever did, but mm-hmm. no, I always knew that that, if worst case, to worse that it was an option. Your parents would be there. Yes. Yeah. But like asking a man I am seeing, mm. never. Just yeah. like seeing, we're not even, we're not married. Never. Mm. Never, 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 never. Oh. Woo. Okay. <laughs> we're on to the last portion of the podcast, yes. I believe. We're the, on to giving me moments. And I have none. You have I, none. I am so I worked hard this week. Good. Like I I, I worked a lot like at my restaurant job and there was a, just a lot going on this week. The car of it all. Yes. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't really consume much. That's fair. But you know what? I felt good about myself. That's good. So, and you know, it's Valentine's Day. So I, I loved myself a lot. So I guess that was me giving my me Love moments. yourself in like a Haley Steinfeld way? Yeah. She knows she's talking about masturbation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that's what I did. That's what I heard. Like, I'm taking the, the lyrics literally. Okay, okay. all right. All right. I'm, you, know, sure. I'm a, you know, I'm a very literal person. <laughs> Okay. Metaphors. Who, I who know wants, that's why you're always them. yelling about. I miss the mountains. <laughs> you're so mad about. It. <laughs> well, I only have two small things. Okay. Um, so the first small thing is we have begun watching a show uh, from the early aughts entitled Six Feet Under that I have never seen oh, shit. because I've only heard good things about it, especially about the series finale. And I'm like, I just feel like I should watch the show. And it's like a little dark, but still. You know, comedic, dramatic. It's not like so devastating. It does begin with someone dying every episode because they, sure. the family runs uh, like a funeral home. And so it's about, you know, the different people that they are working with. And it is interesting. It's dark. And it just like kind of reminds me of what dramedies, like prestige dramedies of that era were like. I have not rewatched the United States of Terra in a long time, but it really gives me that vibe half because the mother on this show was also a character on United States of Terra. I believe she played John Corbett bits mom on that show but anyways it is an excellent show and i'm excited to get into it unfortunately we also keep watching it like really right before i'm going to bed and so it's like it's a calming show it's a little quiet and so have i nodded off a couple of times yes sure <laughs> is six feet under uh, hbo it is hbo i mean early 2000s hbo it was you were watching the edgiest shit you were like, you were just like Yes, I, yes, this is what adults watch. Yes, and yeah. I, I'm excited to be an adult and to take the show in, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I think we're only a few episodes into it, but I'm excited to continue along in the journey. And secondly, I just want to say I think this season of Drag Race has really hit a beautiful stride. I thought last episode was really fantastic. Their runways especially, it was just like, wow, you guys must have some of the best designers in the country. Like, as soon as they received that phone call being like, I'm going to be on Drag Race, it's like, got it. Let me figure out exactly what I need to make for every single runway you do and like this week's theme was flowers and some of the ones like Safira's was unbelievable um, Q's is always unbelievable I, I just really loved a lot of that we saw on the runway and uh, I have to say and again spoiler for Drag Race if you have not seen this week's episode but you might have seen in the discord someone said something in the Drag Race channel like I think Plasma is the closest we're ever going to get to Matt Steele being on Drag Race This Plasma, plasma is this queen who um, has red hair Okay. It's petite. Loves 
Broadway so fucking much. Oh. And uh, is like the hugest Barbara Streisand fan. And like every time. How do, how do they feel about Hello, Dolly? Uh, I believe they've mentioned watching Hello, Dolly growing up and loving it. So like maybe. I mean, it is a beautifully That's what I'm movie. saying. <laughs> I feel like maybe you feud a little bit. They they have not brought up um, Carol Channing. But basically, he's been doing, Plasma's been doing musical theater forever. And like this week was the Rusical where they do like a, you know, drag cover version, essentially like a a, a mock you musical. uh, And this was the sound of Rusic. And Uh. they were all picking out roles at the beginning. And instead of uh, Maria, it was Mariah, which I loved. (laughs) And um, Plasma's generally nice, kind of got pushed around when picking parts in the earlier challenge, but she, they, Plasma was like, I'm going to be the fucking lead. I'm going to be Mariah. There were a couple of other girls trying to, it's like, I see myself as Mariah. So he was like, no, I'm Mariah, and I, that, I don't have a second choice. See, my, like, my first choice would be Marta. <laughs> I don't know if there was a Marta equivalent, but... She's the most important character in The Sound of Music. Well, I don't know if they really made a splash in The Sound of Ruzik, but I've got, like, the performance, like... Plasma was in literally every single setup and it was like a 15 minute musical they had to learn all the lines to lip sync to all the songs to lip sync to within like 15 minutes and she fucking killed it like when you are the star of those kind of challenges you either like are the winner of the week or you completely flop and you mm-hmm. like maybe go home and so it's a big risk to be like I want to be the lead and like that's all I'm going to be sure. but like you could watch her and be like this is what you should be doing sure. like I you hear about uh, Jinx Monsoon and how you know she's on Broadway now and I could really see that for Plasma it was just beautiful seeing her in her bag in such a way like you go on the show as a musical theater fan and there's going to be so many challenges that aren't your shit sure. and like to see her kill it was like really exceptional Safira was also exceptional she was like um, Mother Superior uh, was her role and like got to be like an old lady trying to teach Mariah the way it was just really it was really fun it was really great Plasma did a great job and the I don't know I think everyone I'm just like growing to like them all a bit more their personalities are shining through is plain Jane still there plain Jane is still there and like being less of a bitch still a bit of a bitch but like it there's like more relationships have been built and the girl she was really feuding with and spoiler alert is no longer there um so it's like, I'm not even bothered by playing Jane anymore. It is just, I'm really excited for the girls and to see how the show ends. I'm still rooting for Nymphia Wind or Safira to win the whole thing, even though Nymphia like, didn't say anything this past episode. But they're always so fantastic. Uh, everything they do is unbelievable. So we'll see how it ends. But I'm, I'm into Drag Race this season and I'm into Six Feet Under from 2001. Okay. <laughs> Those are the things I like. All right. All right. I, well, I'm into the fact that you're into them because I, I don't have any gimme moments this week and the traders pissed me off this week. So I love the traders this week. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening or watching the podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And we always enjoy you. Uh, and we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.